welcome back to the Dusty Road. This is a nice, good episode. I'm going to do a commercial later. Lately, the notes say Samantha Stockwell has been talking about her family saying the kid is from someone else like her sister. But I recorded it in a previous podcast that the kid is hers. We'll have to find out about that. And what about her love life? So far, we've not been mentioned of any boyfriend or husband or ex-husband or anything like that. Just that she has a kid and there was no idea where it come from. I can tell you that like many of us, Samantha has been trying to text people on her cell phone. Sometimes that's an easy thing. You can get texts through very easy. But other times, the cell phone messes up and does not send the texts. That she'll send a text on Tuesday and it'll show up garbled on Friday. And we wonder what happened. What was she trying to say? So communications on and off the dusty road have been difficult lately. It'll be pleased to see if they can travel to the state highway beyond and get out of the dusty road. We have noticed that teams of soldiers have been spotted. It looks like National Guard clearing out the fields beyond the, du the dusty road and on the other side of the state highway. We've seen up to four soldiers marching at a phalanx and shooting at zombies and anything else nearby. They've been shooting some of the coyotes, saying, let's pick those up too. Apparently, the coyotes may be at risk. It's hard to tell. I heard mention of the word prions, but I don't think prions cause zombies. Uh, this has been noted in chronic wasting disease in deer and Though we haven't noticed it, they said the prions could jump to predators like bears and coyotes. But I think it's just a story in the real newspapers. It's not something happening on the dusty road. So I'm trying to read my notes here. Yeah. We do know that Samantha has contact with her sister in another state. They don't live nearby and the sister has a good job but has been unable to help Samantha escape her financial problems. Of the text noted in the phone calls, Samantha asked for money and they discussed Western Union but Samantha's been unable to get out of her home and go to Western Union due to the broken leg. She asked for a cash app, but so far they've been unable to get the program to work for them. The app does not appear to function in this state, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Samantha did have a few things on eBay. She's trying to sell old sports trophies and gets a little money for that. I don't think they're worth much more than scrap metal at this point, but we have high hopes for her. It'll be nice that way. Sorry, I'm looking through notes here. I shouldn't do this with it. The crosshatch rainbows are still visible in the skies here. 
Uh, people have been looking for passenger liners, military aircraft, even drones in some cases, trying to figure out why uh, anything could create rainbows rather than just contrails. I have noticed a few patterns where ice crystals reflected sunlight. The mare's tails or horse tails have done this and created shimmering red, yellow, blue patterns in the sky. But this appears to be stronger light, uh, a more continuous arc across the sky. You will see the light maintain parallel distances between each band. But what I don't understand is this light is able to cross, you know, one stream crosses across the other one. And that causes shimmering bright white diamonds in the places where they intersect. I've asked a physicist about this and they said rainbows do not cross over like that. They do not intersect. So if you can answer these questions, please contact me, rankbearing1001 at gmail.com, and I'll post your comments in the podcast. We need to figure out why is it anything, whether it's an airplane or an alien or even a bird, could create intersecting rainbows. Now, I think they can do this with lasers. Maybe you can cross two beams over each other, but I'm not sure what pattern that creates. I have heard of MOIRE patterns, M-O-I-R-E, but that usually involves interference and negation, where sometimes you get bright white patterns and the light adds up, and sometimes you get black or shadow where the two beams cancel each other out. I do not see more patterns in the sky here, so it'll be neat to see what is generating this effect. Now I can tell you a little news. Samantha has had two weeks in her fiberglass cast, maybe almost a month, and the doctors say the bone is healing, but it's not at walking strength yet. She can transition to a walker or crutch if she's able to so they're testing on that and she now has a boot on her leg but she's unable to take a shower and she's unable to take that boot off and there has been some bad luck recently that i noticed a real life friend also has a broken leg in this same spot to which i wonder how did you do that i won't go on in detail about real life I pray for all of you because there are so many sick friends lately, and that was just a sad story. Looks like that's pretty good for these notes. I'm going to set them aside and read more of it later. Uh, we did see some soldiers approach the village and take down our barricades. They were able to march into the city. They spoke to Noma. She's back home from Washington. And she laid a wreath at Mount St. Helens for her husband. That was a nice thing for her to do. And Noma said the soldiers are bringing in gravel. They're going to grade the road, scrape some of the dirt even, and put down gravel. We haven't heard plans for paving yet, 
but we did notice a large yellow road grater with the blade in the middle. It was ready to drive in and get to work on this. The soldiers proceeded to check each house and mark our hands that we were safe. We are not zombies. They were asking us questions about have we been bit? They put a thermometer to our heads and checked our temperatures. They recorded uh, pallor in our skin. Have we been showing any grayish or whitish colors in our skin? And did people appear to grumble or growl when they come by? They were asking us questions like, Do you know who the president is? What day is this? What month is it? And have you been outside the village in the past year? This is a great thing to say that for a year of the dusty road, there has been little going on yet. We've had to do a zombie attacks and a couple deaths, but finally there is some good change in the culture coming up here. We are maybe getting rid of the zombies. I think they're going to keep some of the coyotes. We need to have a native population. But for right now, it looks like we're going to have Henry Dixon and his dog venture beyond the village. And maybe Noma will join them. Yeah. And we're going to see an end to the isolation. If you want to drive a car into the dusty road like you used to do, you can do that. And if you want to travel out on Highway 60, you can do that. Hopefully you can get your kicks on Route 66 like they used to do. I don't think there's much more to say today. Let's see, how long have we spent so far? Now nah, we're going to carry on a bit more. Anyway, as far as dangers out there, you've done a good turn with real-life paranormal in the daily news. Instead of hearing it on Heather Wade, we saw a story about jumping worms on the nightly news. And that was so funny hearing that. I thought, what in the world? I don't know how to write that one into Dusty Road. What I would rather do is a story of a cat going out hunting. The cat is catching mice and Trying to look down rabbit holes, which has its own little dangers in the press these days. Have you heard about rabbit flies? I've seen that one. But the cat likes to dig, which is a little unusual. Maybe they dig into sand or mole tunnels, but they haven't done much. And what's been happening is the cat will walk into Samantha's house, start coughing, as animals are known to do, and suddenly, the cat coughs up a hairball with a bone in it. I'm having to test these bones and to figure out if it's like rabbit or coyote or squirrel. Or in some cases, it might be the distal phalanges, the, the far bone on a pinky finger. And I don't know where the cat is getting that. We don't have any fresh graves nearby. But on the dusty road, that can happen. I still have my notes for the golf course. I'm going to write that up for a future episode. Maybe next week. It's been a pretty busy time and somewhat stressful lately. I was busy with a three-day project that I will not go into. 
There are some people that you don't talk to in real life. Good. I remember when Art Bell used to talk about Ouija boards and said he would never discuss his experience. He didn't want to get into that. I can't say if anyone on the dusty road has a Ouija board. We will talk about that. Right now I'm looking at a plastic hand I put on my table. I'm thinking about taking that to dialysis when I go there tomorrow or Tuesday. This was a dollar store decoration. Not really that serious. And the hand can be made cold by putting it in the freezer and then taking it south with me. I think that would be a nice detail. A nice frosty hand to put on your shoulder. I'll get a picture of that to put on the podcast pretty soon. I would like some new ideas and music. I've been curious about people reading my podcast and wondering, does anybody listen to the songs I play? Thank you, Nita Lynn, for commenting that you like my song. I don't think you heard that one before. And Filipinos, if you can bring some Filipino language songs, I'll be glad to play them. And if you can bring some German songs to me, I can help translate that. I'm always thinking of Rotz and Rosen when I'm thinking about decorations on the dusty road. So we'll try to get that one out here. And if I can put the hand on a nice black surface and photograph it with my phone, I'll be glad to do that. There is also a, it looks like a ghost dog, I would say. It's not a skeleton, but the dog likes to bark and scare the cat when it's nearby. Mom and cat, are you still over there? No, I don't see them. I think they left the room. Anyway, I can get to work on the photographs. And if y'all have a toasted tuna melt, bring that by. These have been really popular here with a bit of sweet tea. I would be glad to entertain you if you just bring me some lunch. Have you seen any ghost pets lately? These are good stories to have. I have seen ghost pets here. They stick around for a while after death, but it seems they lose interest. I have seen a dog of mine walking with a ghost that I'll hear the giggling and see a rainbow go by. But instead of being alone, now this ghost is accompanied by my former dog. And I'll see her galloping along as she wasn't able to do in her last days of life, but now she walks normally. There's no worries about her going into other people's yards now. She's free to walk where she wants. It's very nice. I'll have to go up and greet my neighbor and see how the tombstones are doing up there. It's kind of good. I like those people. They're good neighbors to us. And lately we've been collecting ghost stories around the house. Like uh, we talked about the bath powder and the wet footprints coming out of the shower. I think some of these ghosts are starting to get more friendly. But I'm not sure what that is. Now, I'm just going to add green eyes onto this one. I don't want to do a separate 
podcast yet. But I've told you about Alligator Girl and how this person is a spirit guide for me. This is very much a big story for me, something I haven't discussed much. I did play Alligator Man, a movie, on Movies Here and was able to let you all view that one. It's available online, apparently out of copyright. What happens was, when the former life Mira died, she went up to this train station. Apparently a dream of hers was to ride trains. So her big travel was to go to a train station. Inside here she talked to several people and one was a person who advised her on what her next life would be and encouraging her, trying to tell her it would be good to come back to a new life. It would be good to try again. Just please return. It's like asking a kid, return to school. Perhaps the new grade school will be so much better for you. You'll like it here. And I had my doubts about that. You could say Mira had her doubts. And I don't care if you call this Myra. That name is nice also. But what happens was the green-eyed girl, the alligator girl, said, but you can come back as anything you want. You don't have to be a little girl just like you are. And I was doubtful. I'd never gone through this before. She encouraged me to come back as a boy. And I balled my little fists up, stomped my foot, and told her I don't want to come back as a boy. That might have been the wrong thing to say. I'm not sure. This gator girl laughed a little bit, and she held her arms up, and in each hand, she had two hands holding up one object. It looked like a very young alligator. And I know in that moment I had never seen an alligator before. Maybe I lived in a far northern state. There just wasn't any gator there. And I asked her, what's that? She said, an alligator. I used to be one of these. And I looked at her shocked. Just sarcasm. I said, is that real? And the look on her face might have been a mild form of anger. It should have been something that shocked me, but I'm not sure it shocked me. Yeah. Instead of running scared or anything, she just kind of stood still and got quiet. And I saw those green eyes turn black, and I saw those teeth turn sharp. I could see her smile, open mouth grin, showing those teeth. And Gator Girls says, yes, it's real. I started to say, how did you? And she cut me off. She goes, for five lives, I studied religions. Different religion, different country, different language. And I was sick of it. I tried to understand them. I tried to put all of them together and come up with some theory of human religion. But at the end, they were mutually contradictory. They didn't make any sense. They were all hostile to each other. So instead of that, I said, forget it. I'll become an alligator. 
and she said she was happy that way. I asked, what is it like being a gator? She said it's carefree and relaxing. It's a moralless existence. You can eat whatever you want and there's no rules about it. I guess that dates back to religion telling us what kind of food we can eat and what's holy. Instead, an alligator can eat anything it can reach, even fruit. And I asked Gator Girl, what about humans? Would you eat us? And she goes, well, you would eat alligators, won't you? She said, fair is fair. Just go ahead. Gator eats whatever it wants, so a gator can be eaten by anything else. And I thought this was a very neat gator guide. I do know she offered to identify herself. She put her hand to my chest, or she put my hand to her chest and let me feel her heartbeat. She said, by this heartbeat, you will always know me. You will see me again. So I know alligator girl is still out there somewhere. These people are not big on names. I never did get a name for this girl, though. Lately, I'm calling her Alice Green. There's just, you have to make up names sometimes. And I'm going to make sure to ask her her name when I get to it. And another detail, which I've hardly told anyone, but I'm going to reveal it for the first time here, was... I saw Alice's eyes flash bright at me in a way that human eyes do not. There's some old cameras that had flash cubes on them. That seems to be what this pattern was, flash cubes. But when I looked at that green, I could see the, the emerald green color reflect off my dress and see the gingham pink there. And I was surprised by that. So I wondered, what is this color? And I know that no one else in this world has made that appearance to me. They don't make their eyes flash. Though it scares me that with increasing technology and different things like Google Glass and Google Eyes, that maybe someday those green eyes will appear. <laughs> That girl is a bit of a weird one. She said weird things to me. But I know she's a spirit guide and I will have to see her again. And I definitely call her Gator Girl because she showed me the creature she was in a past life. And it was a full-grown 10-foot alligator. I guess she lived down in Florida or Alabama. There's some places down there where gators appear. They like swamps, and they like coastlines. Okay. Now, many of you have given us prayer requests, and I'm going to say prayers for you. We're also noting that we're taking care of Heather Wade, and we're going to make sure she's in good spirits. You never know what you will find next on the dusty road. <music> Thank you.